0: Greetings, I hope you are well, and I pray that you are happy. Over the next five weeks, we are going to reflect on the Eucharist, the body of Christ. I'm inviting you, my brothers and sisters, to open your hearts to a better understanding of what is important to us as Catholics and to the reality that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our lives. let us first and foremost open our hearts in prayer. Psalm 145, the hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. The eyes of all look hopefully to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. The hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs. Today's gospel is from John chapter 6, verse 1 to 15. Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs he was performing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus raised his eyes and saw that a large crowd was coming to him, he said to Philip, where can we buy enough food for them to eat? He said this to test him, because he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, 200 days' wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what good are these for so many? Jesus said, have the people recline. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place. So the men reclined about 5,000 in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them to those who were reclining, and also as much of the fish as they wanted. When they had had their fill, he said to his disciples, gather the fragments left over so that nothing will be wasted. So they collected them, and filled 12 wicker baskets with fragments from the barley loaves that had been more than they could eat. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, this is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. Since Jesus knew that they were going to come and carry him off to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain alone. Today, my brothers and sisters, we begin with a most spectacular miracle, a miracle that changes lives, a miracle that nourishes and gives strength, a miracle of love and compassion. This miracle is real, and brings me to my knees, knowing that nothing is impossible for God. Let us begin then on the mountain. We are told Jesus went up on the mountain. You know, as I hear those words, I, th- I think of Moses who went up on Mount Sinai and was given the Ten Commandments. Jesus is now bringing a new exodus to his people, a new way of living, a new Passover. We hear today that the Jewish feast of Passover was near. And because of that, along with hearing all that Jesus did for the sick, I would imagine that's why we had such a large crowd traveling to participate in the Passover. As Jesus looks up and sees the crowd, he sees their hunger. And Jesus tests Philip to see what he would do in this situation. Philip answered him, 200 days wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have a little. Andrew then chimes in, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what good are these for so many? You see, both Philip and Andrew focus on what they have and realize feeding so many is really impossible. I sometimes worry about not having enough of something. Did you ever invite people over and hope that there is enough vegetables, enough mashed potatoes, enough steak, and yes, even enough apple pie? Sometimes a guest shows up that really wasn't invited. What do you do? You let that person in. My mother would make so much food, but still worry is this enough? But now the attention turns to Jesus. Have the people recline. And instead of looking at what we have, it's not enough. We look to Jesus and what he gives. More focused on the giving then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed them to those who were reclining and also as much of the fish as they wanted. And so in this miracle, we encounter God's generosity. No fear, no worry, just generosity. You know, I came across um, some words from a great author, just a pastor, a scholar, uh, Henry Nowen. And he wrote about God's generosity. God is a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity. Jesus reveals to us God's abundance when he offers so much bread to the people that there are 12 large baskets with leftover scraps. And when he makes his disciples catch so many fish that their boat nearly sinks, God doesn't give us just enough. God gives us more than enough, more bread and fish than we can eat, more love than we dared to ask for. He goes on to say, God is a generous giver, but we can only see and enjoy God's generosity when we love God with all of our hearts, minds, and strength. As long as we say, I will love you, God, but first show me your generosity. We will remain distant from God and unable to experience what God truly wants to give us, which is life and life in abundance. Wow. The generosity of God is so powerful that there are leftovers recognizing that God's generosity never ends. You know, just think of the Israelites who were fed manna from heaven. People crying, we are hungry, we have nothing. And Moses prayed to God on behalf of the people and they were given manna, they were given food. God's generosity happens from the very beginning. But Moses, as we said, prayed to God on behalf of the people. But today, Jesus acts in his own name. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks. My friends, do you realize that the miracle Jesus performed is happening today? Do you really realize that? Every time we go to Mass, Jesus sees you and sees your needs And Jesus pours his love upon you. During that mass, the priest takes bread, blesses it. No longer bread, but the body of Christ. Jesus continues to make sure you are taken care of, that you are well nourished. You know, the body of Christ in the tabernacle lets you know that he is always there for you. Every Sunday, a powerful miracle happens. And just as all those sitting on that grass, so our lives are transformed. I think it's a good time to ask yourself, what do you want in life? What do you really want? Lots of material possessions? Do you dream of having a nice house, a a fancy car, fine clothes, incredible gadgets? You will never be satisfied. What do you want in life? To be important? to center everything on your career, a doctor, a lawyer, a farmer, an assistant, a church worker. If you only focus on what you do, you will never be satisfied. What do you want in life? To hear people say nice things about you? If they think well of you, you feel good. If they speak ill of you, then you feel as if you are worthless. If you base your life on what people say about you, then you will never be satisfied. Jesus offers you his grace. He offers you his life. It is very important that you trust the Lord will take care of you. We all need to seek the will of God and not our own will. You know, if Philip and Andrew only trusted in their own reality, people would have never been fed. Jesus alone feeds our needs. There is one more very important part of this gospel for today. We all are needed in this celebration. You know, I think of the boy with no name, a child in the crowd, poor. He could have been selfish with what he had, given that it was so little, but he gives it to the Lord. You know, one beautiful thing about children is that they have hope. They are innocent, curious, and trusting. They have faith and they find it easy and quite normal to to believe in things they can't see or understand. So I think it is significant that a child provides the loaves and fish for the feeding of the multitudes. That child gave all that he had. You know, this reminds me of the poor widow's contribution. You know, in Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, verse 41 to 44. He sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums, but a poor widow also came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury for they have all contributed from their surplus wealth, but she from her poverty has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. You know, this young child with no fears simply gave what he had. That little boy with the loaves and fish had faith enough in Jesus to hand over his lunch, even though It was difficult. And I'm sure he was glad he did. For Jesus gave him much more to eat than those loaves and fish would provide. Jesus gave the boy the power of faith to believe in him. And Jesus gave that boy a spectacular, tasty, and rich meal. We too must give what we have to the Lord trusting that God will take care of each and every one of us. Our Lord wants you to be well-fed, not with what this world has to offer, but with the food Jesus gives his very life. 5,000. Imagine that. Philip, Andrew, not any one of us can feed so many on our own. Only Jesus can perform such a miracle and feed such a large crowd with 12 baskets left over. Let us put our trust in him. Let us put our trust in the power of the Eucharist. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers. See you next week.